Meanwhile, in the pod cave. To another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Pod, I was Sorry, wondering Pod what was going to happen there. Podman Ron. Sorry. My bad. We can go on. We got it. Keep going. Dude, I think you stepped on it. Who, who, should we determine the, the order here? I don't, I certainly don't have to go first. Maybe I always assume. First. I was second. Yeah, Brian was second. I screwed up on that one. You stepped on them. My bad. My bad, people. Uh, well, as you can see, we're still, uh, as you can see, working out the kinks. We're still working out the kinks, as you can hear. <laughs> 105, episode 105. Episodes 105. We're still newbies, maybe, to the podcasting world. I don't know. Uh, but, I think we are. Uh, you know, now that, now that we're almost back at full complement here, uh, where, where are we, when are we going to have Alex back? That's what, uh, people have been wondering. You know what? Maybe. Yeah, maybe next week we can have Alex back. Maybe next week. Wow, that sounds. We'll get a full, we'll get a full crew next week. That sounds so promising. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound good. Um, but we don't have it's not quite as big, exciting of a week as we did uh, last week with all the uh, fanciful uh, news and trailers. But we do have a few things to talk about. We do have a couple of new trailers. Uh, both Podman Ron and I have started watching a new uh, cable TV show. Brian, I'm not sure if you've have you started watching anything new or anything interesting in the TV world that uh, you would want to comment on a little bit later. Uh, possibly. possibly nothing new this week, nothing. but I've got some stuff that's coming out that I want to check out. This week. All right. Well, then I say let's uh, go into the news. And on the news side, like I said, we've got a couple of trailers uh, and kind of at least one that was completely unexpected for me. Uh, I, I can only imagine, Podman Ron, this seems like it's straight up your alley, straight up your shaft, so to speak. Shaft, shaft is back. You are, you are so right. I had no idea they were making this movie. Was this, not only was they this were news to you? This, completely, uh, I mean, it was. It came seemingly came out of nowhere, right? Uh oh, that lose everybody. Yep. Hello, hello. Uh, but it seemingly came out of nowhere. And Brian, were you aware of? Uh, who, did anybody tell you about a new Shaft movie? Uh, no, nobody told me about a new Shaft movie. However, uh, I'm on board. That uh, that trailer looked pretty good. It looked pretty good, and it's almost a little odd. Before we talk, talk about it, it seems like it was a little odd that. Uh, Maybe this would have been a great trailer to debut in the Super Bowl, too, right? Oh, I mean, it's sure, kind of yeah. a total guys guy type movie, it seems like. I was I was really surprised by it. I was surprised that a we haven't heard anything, and b that they're continuing the Shaft story, which was to me it's kind of cool. Instead of just starting all over again with right. you know somebody else, that they've actually going back and uh, using the Samuel Jackson one because that. 
what was that back in 2000? When it that was one quite a while. Yeah. 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 So for them to pick up where that left off, which I saw that movie and I, I like that movie actually. So they never made a sequel or anything for it. So well, this is kind of cool that, you know, 19 years later, they're, they're redoing it or they're making a sequel for Just it. Continuing it. The kid <laughs> continuing and I did the like the trailer. Did, I, mean, now, now, I was going to ask Brian, did, did you see, did you see the Samuel L. Jackson shaft and did that have, yeah. did that play I, into him being the son of Richard Roundtree? Yeah. That's what yeah. I was fixing okay. to ask. I don't remember Richard Roundtree's part in it. The only yeah. thing I remember from that movie was when shaft got suspended or whatever and he took <laughs> his badge and, and he threw, threw it. it like a ninja star at the judge, wow. and it stuck in the wall. That's bad. That's bad. That's one bad mother. Shut your mouth. So, yeah, that's that's I'm literally the only thing I remember about that movie. However. No, <laughs> no, don't you remember? I think it's – I could be wrong, but I think it was like towards the very end, Richard Roundtree oh, shows man. up. And I thought it was his uncle. Oh, but in this maybe. trailer, they make it sound like it was his father. So I right. could be completely wrong, and it is his father. Um, but I do remember him in the other, in the other movie, yeah. in the Shaft movie. It was a very small part. It wasn't. It didn't seem like it was a big role. Just a from what I remember. Just a post credit yeah, scene. Cameo. We, we it sh- wasn't a post credit <laughs> scene, but it was almost like an end scene. Yeah, with him in it. So it's I, it's interesting to me. It, it seems <laughs> like. This movie, they pieced it together and they said, oh, okay, oh, if we could cast The Rock as Shaft Ooh. and Kevin Hart as his son, wouldn't that be a let's great idea? Let's make that movie, yeah. but bring Sam Jackson in. Yeah. Yeah, the. I, like, I like this little dynamic that the son is going to play, you know. It's, so you don't really know which kind of, what kind of movie you're getting. Are you getting a, a buddy comedy? Type movie? Or are you getting a total action movie? I think it's a, you know, they've changed it a little bit into a buddy comedy. Right. Yeah. I think that's what we're getting. Comedy. I think yeah. we're getting buddy comedy. I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think you have to mull that over for too long. Well, it, well I uh, gave the trailer. I gave the trailer a four. Oh, are we going PMR into the, po- the PMR, oh, we're PMR ratings? PMR rating, Brian. And, Come and, on, man. And again, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, Brian. Do you need? Uh, Podman Ron can go through the uh, rating like system. Go the rating? <laughs> yeah, can we get a quick refresher, refresher for all the listeners? No, you know what? Just, just what would you say it was? <laughs> what do you think? Well, considering I had no idea the movie was coming out in any way, shape, or form. In 2019, I had no idea this movie was even. I know. I got to hand it. I got to hand it credit for them keeping it. Keeping us on the deal. Well, I mean, God. Is that I mean, a good thing? Or, uh, you, you act like they were intending to keep it a secret. I was about to say, <laughs> their, their PR form has confirmed has been going nonstop for the past well, six months know. about this movie. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I don't know if that's a brilliant thing or a bad thing, but the trailer sucked me in. I mean, I was all, I was all. Yeah. Goobied about the trailer. I mean, I was well, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, I, mean, I haven't even that heard alone. that was coming. I thought the trailer was pretty damn good. So, so. just on that effect alone, I, I would say it's probably a four. Yeah. Because I had no idea that it even existed or would be a thing, and now we, you know, it's coming out over the summer or whatever. So, from that standpoint, yes, I just challenge the fact that this is a PR coup. <laughs> they are high fiving. <laughs> 
as so much as so much as they couldn't draw flies with this property. Somebody's like, God damn it, you know how much we've paid for posters for this show and no one knows about this movie coming out? We keep leaking we keep leaking set photos and no and you interview weekly will not publish them. Everybody just thinks it's Nick Fury. I mean, what can we do here, people? What can we do with this? And who's hey? Who's the guy that's playing his son? I mean, was Kevin Hart not available? <laughs> they just needed well, a I'm sure skinny guy. guy. I'm sure it's some former Disney Channel star or something, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's a four as well. It seems pretty yeah. darn cool. I like it. Wow, I mean, bragging it a four. I mean, I'm not going to go see it. The three. I won't go see it, yeah. mind you, but <laughs> I still think it looks cool. Brad, the pod man that just doesn't see movies. Yeah, no, the movie I, reviewer the, that sees no movies. Well, we all, Brad will wait for the book. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of my shtick. You know, we all got to have a little shtick. shtick. My shtick is I review things without seeing them and no intentions <laughs> of seeing them. If it's really good, they'll make a movie adaptation back into a book. It'll be fine. And that's what Brad will check it out. 2000 was when the uh, Samuel L. Jackson... Uh, movie I remember. I, th- I think wow. that was during the shop days. I think we all went and saw it. To be honest with you, I don't think yeah, it was a uh, a champions. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a champions outing. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. missed that one. Th- no, you're probably there, Brad. You probably just, just don't remember it. Yeah, I probably said I was going to be there. That's probably. That's, that's probably. probably now that sounds right. like it. That sounds like, like a brag rant, maybe. I'll be there. Oh, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll show up. Maybe I won't. Yeah, I will. You're right. You're right. I will. No last names. <laughs> At this point, it doesn't matter. I think we've leaked everybody's last names about four or five times. Let's see here. Uh, uh, John Shaft Jr. is Jesse T. Usher. Uh, I'm sure he's got to be a Disney star. Uh, you may know him from... Uh, That's so Raven. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know what? You're, you're not too far. He was in the short-lived... Uh, uh, Corey cartoon, in the house. Cartoon network. The house. Cartoon network show level up. So uh, uh, you were yeah, pretty darn close. Yeah, he was also in Independence Day Resurgence. You may recall that. Was he? Uh, was he the son? Was I guess. He, uh... Yeah, he's a professional son. Any <laughs> any black actor and non-black actor, he's going to be your son. So he was uh, Will Smith's son in Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. I think he was also oh. in uh, that After Earth movie, too. He played Will Smith's son. And uh... I have to say <laughs> that he could well, not no, act his way. He was a terrible actor in Independence Day Resurgence. Uh-oh. Now, After I mean, Earth was actually his son. <laughs> Are you sure? Was I think, no, 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 no. I think that was him playing Will Smith's son is what I'm oh. saying. Uh, well, that that doesn't sound well. If he if he did not pull it through in Independence Day Resurgence, Ugh, I don't know about this Shaft too or Shaft Returns or even more Shaft, a few more inches of Shaft. What are they more it? Shaft. Shaft. Yeah. Shaft again. Shaft it again. Shaft it again. Uh, but again, with it, without uh, giving the listeners any idea of what the fucking sh- trailer is about, we're just raving about it. Uh, basically, we meet Chef's son, and he it's a little bit of a heroic journey as he turns uh, from a mousy accountant into a bad motherfucker. Is that well? And, and halfway through the trailer, you realize it's uh, it's all three generations. Yes. Yeah. The original Chef, Chef Classic, Chef Classic, the, the trailer. 
Yeah. Richard Roundtree. Um, but, you know, I think it's a, it's a joke that the new, you know, Chef Junior is like a millennial. So I think that's going to be part of the wackiness. You that's know, part of the shtick. Social justice shtick. and all that. That's going to be his shtick. So should be pretty good. It looks pretty good. It does look kind of makes good. me nervous, like like Brian, you say that they they haven't even said anything about this movie. <laughs> this okay. has been in production and for years, they, and the fact that they've got some non-talent guy for uh, the son that we've really never heard of before, except for a couple of bad movies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they couldn't even get Kevin Hart or anybody like that for this movie. So, uh, well, I will say that <clears throat> the uh, director, who I I don't. Uh, I, I I saw the name. I'm like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Tim Story. Does that ring a bell to any? Oh, uh, uh, rings, uh, rings a bell for me. Yes, it does. Who is Tim Story? I've heard the story. Yeah. I, uh, Fantastic it? Four, one and two. The. Uh, oh uh, yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> there you go. I was actually thinking of Taxi <clears throat> with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. Oh, but that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're cool oh. with that. Yeah. Oh, never mind. So, uh, yeah, so the Fantastic Four movies, there's your, there's your tie in there, nerds. Well, I'm kind of happy this guy's still getting work after all that. Yeah, he's getting his. He ain't no sucker. Uh, also, this stars, uh, Regina Hall, uh, who I will talk about in my, uh, TV review when we get uh, right. to that a little bit later. So a little tie in there. This is the tie in episode. This episode ties in every loose end we've ever talked about. And, Very nice. And the Mars rover is lost forever. So figure that, how that ties in, boys. Uh, the other uh, trailer that we have is, uh, speaking of Will Smith, tying it back into Will Smith, Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. And, Brian, I you know I look to you as our resident uh, Walt Disney aficionado. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that you have a lot of affection toward the animated Aladdin. You grew up on it. You loved it. I didn't grow up on it. I was, <laughs> I was already a grown man when you, the original you whacked, came I'm out. I'm a grown man. You whacked off to it. You, you whacked, whacked off, off to it. it. You you cried. You laughed. You cried. You kissed two bucks goodbye. Uh, so now we've got this. So now Disney seems to be doing a live action remake of pretty much everything. Yeah. Disney seems to be pulling their pants down and shitting all over their old stuff. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know why we need one for all of the movies. You know, <laughs> I, I, it's one thing if it's like the princess movies and it's the, you know, uh, that you want the live action princess thing going on. Like I can kind of see that for right. like little girls wanting to retread. But Aladdin, I, I don't understand. Like the trailer starts mm. off and did you, <laughs> everybody's dubbed him hot Jafar. <laughs> like Jafar, if you remember Jafar had like the like his head was shaped like a banana. It was like so stretched out and long, and uh, he had that curly you know uh, goatee. And right. then they're like uh, you know this uh, the the Jafar in the movie is like early thirties. You know he's he's like a Bollywood star. Like, yeah. Like so that's a rid- that was like the first off putting piece was well, the, who they cast the- for Jafar. He's also got that sissy voice. He's got a weird voice. Too. Oh yeah, there's like, no menacing voice at all. It's just no. like, you know. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hot Jafar. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, so you got Hot Jafar and yeah. then it goes into him in the Cave of Wonders and you see like the parade thing which you know, looks all Bollywood. I mean, which I'm is intentional, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
And, there, and I guess you can chalk up some of it to that, the fact that it's kind of made with a Bollywood sense, you know. Which, uh, yeah, I think movie. good, yeah, yeah. But then you get to Will Smith. And, you know, everybody was so upset when they saw the, the, the leaked <laughs> Entertainment Weekly photo. They didn't know what they were upset about. They, they were upset because he wasn't upset. blue. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's blue. And all I could think about was Tobias UK. <laughs> That's all everybody's talking about. That's like all I could think about <laughs> when I saw it was. Well, Michael, I blew myself. <laughs> <laughs> no one was here, so I had to blue myself. Uh, um, so, so yeah, I mean, what is what is this all about? Why, why Like you said, Brian, you, we don't need this uh, reimagining. No, we don't need this. Uh, but aside, you wonder... Do you wonder if they, when they got all this backlash about him not being blue, do you think they went back and computer generated the blue on him to colorize them to be blue? And now it's like, oh, fuck, that's really terrible. (laughs) Go back, go back. Because it's so, yeah, it's so unsettling blue. It (laughs) almost does look like they went back. And blue, blue them. They blue them, and and now it's like he looks even worse. I mean, they keep well, fucking it up. All right, let me let me. Here's here's something we've said for years, for years, literally. Like when you see Spider Man's costume, or when you see um, Mystique, and you're like, why does she have all that crap on her face? Why does it look like scales? Right. Because right. it makes it look more realistic, I guess, so it gives yeah. it texture. And, and so we've always said, why, is it, why can't she just be blue? That's why she can't just be blue. <laughs> that right there. Every, well, night, we were wrong, fellas. We were night wrong. The same way. Did somebody, Brian Singer, knew <laughs> what he was talking about, at least for that. But, uh, uh, I mean, it sounds like Disney needs to hire uh, Chef's PR firm to kind of bury this. Bury it far forward somewhere where no one can find it. They need to give it. Yeah. Yeah. So Entertainment Weekly posted those photos, those set photos. Shaft didn't Paris quite as well. So you, you know, there's some Disney execs that were like in a meeting the next day going, oh, the trailer just tanked. And these were making fun of how there's, terrible There's it more people talking about Shaft and they didn't even know that. Was, that's a movie that's waited 19 years for a sequel. Yeah. The PMR guys, Podmans gave it a tremendous shreds. The PMR ratings are not looking good for this. So, I mean, PMR ratings are not looking good. Is the PMR? Are we? uh, Is this? I mean, someone will go see this, but only for the sadness factor, right? I I gave it. I gave it a two. Oh. Only because Will Smith too. Because I'm a big Will Smith fan. No, yeah, too is I really don't want to see this. That's but you know I may see it. The trailers may start getting better, but right now, as it stands, it's a two, and I don't foresee it going any better. If you did not want to see it now, wait until the music video drops. You'll definitely (laughs) not want to see it. Hey, you know what? I was the only one that really liked Wild Wild West. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. I was dancing around back in the 90s I mean, with the Wild Wild West. You were getting jiggy with it. It had some more jiggy qualities. With it. This one, not so much. Um, oh, yeah. It looks bad. The, uh, 
I just don't understand. And the, I guess the next one they're talking about is uh, they're, they're going into production on, which, I mean, honestly, this one I would kind of like, but Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> like, I, I feel oh, like. God damn, Disney. I know. Why do yeah. they got to keep doing this? I mean. Until they I mean, do the rescue, rescuers down under, I ain't, I ain't buying it. <laughs> I want to see the rescues down under. At least with with, well, that's what they said. Oh, the Lion King. That's the other one. Lion King yeah. coming out, and they're like, you know, that's the big controversy now. They're like, well, it's live action. No, it's not. All the characters are CG. <laughs> it's still animated. There's no humans. Oh, no. That's what's so fucking weird about that. It's like the they're all they're all CGI'd. So it's not live action. It's just a better quality animated. Well, see, and that's why I'm saying, like with Lilo and Stitch, at least you know you got one character that's animated that you can <laughs> right. focus on. You know, everybody else could be human. It's set in Hawaii, so there's like a good, you know, there's a yeah, nice backdrop. It, it doesn't have to be this. And that's the thing, too, with these these live-action CGI, it's almost like they've got the Warner Brothers effect. Like the, like the, the CGI, CGI in the, in and the it, house. Looks, it looks dark, you know, and it looks kind of gritty. Like Like they can't get – the CGI just looks bad. And that's why I was so, going to say with with the Aladdin trailer, just the opening part of the trailer where he's going into the the sand cave and all that kind of stuff. It just everything just does not look good. And of course, we're everybody's well aware of uh, it's not finished yet. We just had to get a trailer out, but still, it's like, come on, guys, it's not not up to Disney part. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, I think it's a swing and a miss, and I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know. Uh, and plus, I mean, it's it's hard to replace Robin Williams as the genie. I mean, the genie was what made that stupid movie. I mean, and, and Robin Williams made the genie. Uh, as much as I like Will Smith, he doesn't have that manic energy like Robin Williams does. I mean, truly, I mean, that's what made that whole movie. I mean, so... Anyway, all right. So we we will see what happens there. You know, who directs the Latin? Who's directing? I've tried to. I don't even think they've announced the director. To be honest with you, I think he's hiding. (laughs) Was directing? (laughs) I think he's hiding. Is it like that show, The Masked Singer? The Masked Director? (laughs) Yeah, The Masked Director. Yeah, what was that? The comedian, the the uh, used to wear the bag on his head. The unknown comic. The unknown, the unknown comic, comic. Yeah, it's the unknown director. He's he's asked. He's requested his name be withheld. Well, it's uh, if if I I seriously cannot find it. Uh, wow. If, oh oh no, this is cannot be true. Guy Ritchie, is this right? You know what? You're right. It is Guy Ritchie. Oh I my did, god, I did know that. Wow. Yes. That is Guy Ritchie is directing. That's this. strange. Well, yep. it, it wouldn't be now. it wouldn't be surprising if uh, all of a sudden it turns into what's the uh, Alan Alan Smithy? Was that the uh, the guy? Does that ring a bell with anybody? Nope. <clears throat> Alan Smithy, I think, is the name of uh, when Old Smithy. When the uh, I'm trying to find if that's right. Something Smithy, I think. <clears throat> when they uh, yeah, Alan Smithy. When they don't want to. Announce who the director is because it's such an embarrassment or whatever. It's directed by Alan Smithy. That's kind of an old Hollywood thingy. Nice. Am I the only one that's heard this? I guess I uh, yeah. I'm reading it right now. You're right. <clears throat> All right. So, but, uh, yeah. So if this changes from Guy Ritchie to Alan Smithy, we know that there's some trouble brewing somewhere or another. <laughs> <clears throat> What's the um, last movie that was an Alan Smithy movie, though? I don't know. It, it was, <clears throat> I looked it up and, uh, 
I guess uh, Dennis Hopper went by Alan Smithy and Easy Rider. Sidney Lumet uh, in Twelve Angry Men. He he went by Alan Smithy. Well, so, technically, this is what, this is what it says for IMDb. Uh, Alan Smithy, this is very interesting, Brad. I'm glad yeah. that you brought this up. Yeah, Alan Smithy is a common pseudonym for directors whose film was clearly taken away from him or her and recut heavily against his or her wishes in ways that completely altered the film. There you go. Okay. Well, <clears throat> there you go. It's, some people call it John, Josh, Josh Whedon. Some people call it Alan Smithy, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, man. that's the way it is. <clears throat> Uh, famously, Dune was an Alan Smith. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that was because uh, that's they've got a director's cut of that that's like five hours long or something like that. And they're Good remaking God. Dune too, which oh, I would like okay. to see because that came out in the '80s when we were in the closet. We were closeted <clears throat> nerds. But remember Jason and Rod, those type of people, they loved Dune. Remember that? They loved Dune. Yeah, yeah. and we were like, uh, does it have spaceships? No. Well, then fuck you. Is that you. aliens? No. No aliens? Fuck you. Yeah, but that's yeah. where Patrick Stewart came from. Yeah. That's like one yeah. of his earliest credits. He had hair, I think, even, right? He even had hair, yeah. He had hair. He was in uh, Excalibur as well, which is a... Fantastic movie. You know, I was thinking that as, as we I were, want to watch Excalibur again. I haven't seen that since it doesn't uh, like I was yeah, eleven years old. It doesn't necessarily hold up, but because you saw it when you were eleven and you probably thought it was the coolest thing ever, it's it's good enough. It does its job. But everything is uh you know, it's a kind of a pretty film to look at and everything, the cinematography, but I think that they uh dubbed they went and did uh, ADR and redubbed the whole movie. So there's the voices and the lips are don't seem like they're coming together quite yet. Then that's the kind of unsettling thing to me. But uh, but yeah, I recommend you go see it. Uh, Excalibur again. Relive your 11 year old childhood. Um, you know, I was thinking as we were talking about it in the uh, the horrible horrible internet nerd world that we live in now that we're participating in. Is it kind of better to be like, holy shit, there's a Shaft movie coming out, as opposed to knowing for a year and a half there's a Shaft movie <clears> coming out, and you kind of hear leaked image, see leaked images, hear stories, or whatever? Shouldn't it just be the joy of like, oh my god, I never knew this was happening, right? Well, I think that's what we're getting back to because uh, that's now you get oversaturated with these products, and and like everybody gets their hopes up, and you get all these fan theories about what's going to happen, and <laughs> utterly, you know, you get the Star Wars effect where where everybody's just, you know, completely, you know, you can't keep anybody happy, right? Because there's too much hype going into it. <clears throat> That's what we just had with this Ghostbusters, you know, the teaser trailer. They're doing a new, new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now the problem is they haven't started shooting the damn thing. <laughs> right. So, everybody's going nuts, right? Yeah, everybody's going nuts, and they don't start shooting until, like, the summer. And so it's like, all right, well, it's cool that you're doing one, but maybe you should have waited and done this, did it as a secret project, hit it. You could have buried it and filmed stuff while you were filming Men in Black, right, and kind of. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. You know, it totally hit it and then re- really surprised it and said, boom, the movie's coming out. Yeah. The the kids, um, we booked our uh, – uh, our meet and greet for um, Megacon, Doctor Emmett Brown and uh, oh. uh, and Marty McFly for Megacon, and so the boys decided they were going to watch through the the, the uh, Back to the Future trilogy. And I remember, you know, when when Back to the Future two came out, it was a big movie. And then you're like, well, how the hell are they going to end this movie? Because it kept going, you know. Right. And then you realize, boom, 
it immediately went to you know to be continued. <laughs> right, and you lose your summer, mind. Right? Summer two uh, two thousand or nineteen ninety, and it went straight into the trailer for Back to the Future three. And you didn't even know Back to the Future three was going to come out. Right, like, it, but it was only six months later. Yeah, like I think that's the same sort of hype that short window. It's like, hey, look. We're announcing a movie that's coming out in four months that you're going to be hyped for, and you don't have to wait two years for it. Right. I think that's what we're getting back to, and I think that's what will fix some of this Hollywood oversaturation and, and just fanboys hating because they've just got a boner for 18 months for a movie, and by the time it comes out, it can't live up to the hype. Yeah, no one yeah. – Um. The what was I going to say about that? Yeah, so I mean, I think that uh, I think that we uh, with uh, in game is kind of another example of it, to where every other day you hear a story about a Funko Pop or a Lego set that's going to spoil in game, and it's mm. like, okay, it's a giant war machine. Mm. I don't know if that spoils anything for me, but who gives a shit? Keep it to yourself, still, you know. I, yeah, I, yeah. Now we are we're in that era to where toys are fucking spoiling the movies, so you just can't win. Just can't win. I just can't win. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what you're going to start seeing, like a counter type of marketing where it's like keep it hush hush, keep it under wraps, get that huge hype, like just a few months before it releases, where you still got all that goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I I know uh, something that's getting plenty of hype, of course, is uh, we've talked about it many a times. Captain Marvel uh, that Brie Larson has signed a seven picture deal with Marvel. Whew. So, Lord have mercy on me. I hope I hope she does good. Ooh. I mean, she's pushing jeeps around no, like I, nobody's business. I, I saw another commercial, and like I said yeah. in the last podcast, there was like her standing up like three times. Well, this time she stood up like seven times. She loves to stand up. <laughs> she loves to stand up. I mean, uh, I don't know, y'all. This and and they I, they not only is the marketing. And maybe appropriately so. Again, I think, uh, Brian, you said this last episode that, hey, if, if any of us had some girly girl daughters, maybe it could be a little bit more meaningful to us. But they're throwing it in our face that she's a female hero and she's powerful. Uh, and they she posts on Instagram that she can lift a Jeep or something like that now. Uh, but then the latest is that but she's... She, but she really came, Brie Larson. She came, but she is pushing a Jeep, to be fair. Uh, uh, right. But now the the latest is she's like, I don't want white men to... Um, I'm over-exaggerating yeah, for effect here. You're right. But I, heard, I don't yeah. want white men to go see this movie and review it. Again, uh, that's uh, just so I don't get in trouble well, with the ladies group. That's also, an exaggeration. Well, also she's, she's requesting that... And, and I read this and I'm like what the hell is wrong with these people? She, she wrote in that she didn't want her breath or press junkets to be where all she was, was interviewed by white males. And I'm thinking, <laughs> who do you think is going to see your stupid fucking movie? I mean, I mean, white guys. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, come on. Not, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, see, that's just, the that's them tapping into that Wonder Woman vibe. Yeah, yeah, but right? Wonder a little Woman bit too much. Well, so. Wonder Woman did try to do that because there was people saying, 
you know, we're only going to show Wonder Woman for an all-female audience at a theater. And it's like, come on, really? Can just show the fucking movie and let it no, be no, that? No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so that, <sighs> to me, like her saying that is less of a, hey, we own this film, as it is a, oh, wait, we're not going to do any pre-screeners uh, for critics. Like, it's almost like that, that same sort of thing. It's like, hey, why, uh, the, the, the nerd culture is not going to like this movie. So, you know, other more diverse groups better glom on and gravitate to this <laughs> film because the people, the hardcore fans are going to hate it. I mean, that's, that's basically what that <clears throat> means to me. We'll see. Yeah. That's, that's going to be. Yeah. Tough. I, I, it, it's still cringy. I mean, when I watched the, the TV spot, this latest one, it, it was just very cringy. And Brad, you talk about her voice just not being powerful enough, and you're right. It's just she's so even her roar uh, when she uh, kind of roars oh back at the God. scroll doesn't feel powerful. So again, uh, you know, we we trust Marvel for the most part, right? I mean, you know, haven't made a Marvel thing yet. So you know, maybe there's going to be a character arc over these seven pictures for Captain Marvel where she does become more. Um, a solid of a character or whatever that seemingly is not gelling with not only us, but a lot of the people. Uh, so maybe this is just, you know, we will see her character change a little bit and become more powerful. I don't know. And I've got a concern that I think is probably valid and probably if you boil it down exactly what really happened, you know, you've got uh, like different executive decisions and different pressures from the marketplace, right? Chris Evans is leaving, um, foreseeably. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is either leaving or really stepping back. So they're losing. You know, Chris Hemsworth is not interested in, in the Thor stuff. He's kind of put a bow on the Thor stuff. Um, so you've got to have that big, you know, that one main leader. That And, right. you know, it's you know, this movie's going into production and getting ramped up right as all the success of Wonder Woman. And I think they went and said, okay, we've got, we've got a vacuum. We've got to fill with like a major <sighs> powerful character. So let's make it this Captain Marvel character after the success of Wonder Woman. And I got a, I got a feeling it wasn't that the character was necessarily that strong as they're like, well, let's, let's just double down on this movie and double down on, yeah. on this character because we're losing. You know, Chris, uh, Chris Evans. All those damn you know? Well, the, the problem is, is where Chris, Chris Evans and especially Robert Downey Jr. have charisma and, you know, they, they kind of have a, a little bit of a screen presence. She does not. I mean, not in this type of role. Now, I'm sure she does fine in these very serious movie roles that she plays in, but. She just doesn't seem to very, be very well, charismatic on the screen. And I could be wrong. I could go see this movie and run out of there thinking it's the best thing. Yeah. But so far, none of the trailers, and there's been a lot, and there's been a lot of scenes, and none of them are impressive at all. Well, and to that point, you know, I feel like the producers are all thinking what I just said. And then I think the flip side is the directors are like, Oh my God, we've got to, we got to punch up the script because, and that's why we've got so much Nick Fury in it now. <laughs> Maybe. 
Everything take well, goes down better with a little shaft. Real quick, did y'all see where the the real life Carol Danvers, uh, the the lady for she was put in charge of the this um, uh, Air Force uh, oh, yeah. very squadron, the Viper Squadron, which is a, a very elite squad. Uh, it was like two years ago. They put it all out on social media. You know, she's the real life Captain Marvel. She just for, She's just been promoted to the leadership role. Well, she lost it yesterday after two weeks. Aww. They lost, they lost faith in her confidence to lead. So, <laughs> uh, hopefully that is not, uh, indicative of what's going to happen to the, uh, make believe Captain Marvel here. Yeah. I was like, eh, that's bad timing. Well, uh, also so, when, uh, you know, we're kind of, again, tying those universes together between Marvel and DC. That it seems like, uh, James Gunn, uh, suicide, the suicide squad, I guess, is that we may not have a Harley Quinn. And they're yeah, just was... going to start off brand new with everybody, I guess, it sounds like. Oh, wow. Nice. Which yeah. is fine with me because I would rather, now, I think you got to have Deadshot in it, but it doesn't need to be Will Smith. Hey, he may but, be uh, looking for a job after this. Yeah, I think Deadshot, King Shark, uh, who else would be boomerang is, is normally like a tent pole or a staple for the suicide squad. Uh, bronze tiger would be yeah. cool. Um, who else, uh, was a perennial squad? Catman? I don't know. I never watched. Oh, Catman was. Yeah. yeah. He was in there a lot. Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? He was there for like a first issue and died, I think. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we'll see what James Gunn again. I, it seems like he would be a good man for the job to bring something together. I would say, I I would love it if they did keep Harley Quinn in there as well as Captain Boomerang with uh, 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 what the hell's the guy's name? Not Michael? No, what's it? Jew? Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White. Yeah, uh, I, who did? I, I mean, he was pretty good. I thought in in the other Suicide Squad. So it'd be great to see him back. Yeah, he's probably one of the best forwards. So. Yeah. Uh, back well, to the Captain Marvel thing. I found uh, we, this interesting. Gone, we can only go back one time an episode. We got to move forward. Well, it's, it's really moving forward, but but with a nudge or a uh, reference back to Captain Marvel. Do you? Does anybody know? When, I've heard rumors to the fact, but I haven't confirmed it. When DC stopped, they just totally gave up on Captain Marvel and just went ahead and said his name was Shazam. That was like around 2010 or something, 2011. And, but do we know why? Because I've seen on the internet people keep referencing the fact that DC. Because they couldn't use his name. They couldn't use the name on his main title. Because Marvel owns the, 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 the name right. So DC cannot use the name Captain Marvel on the title of, on the book. So. They're, they always, everybody just knew, thought his name was Shazam anyway, and so they just right. went with his, always what, Shazam now. That's what I'm getting at, is apparently the story is DC in the 70s, yeah, they after, they, the, after they bought Fawcett, they forgot to renew the, right, the trademark, right. yeah. and Marvel scooped it up. Yeah, that's why, that's why the whole Captain Marvel came about. That's why he was even created was so they could take that name <laughs> in the in the sixties. They they knew it was 
there was, uh, and it was, it was the late sixties. They knew it was, uh, they didn't renew the rights. So the name was out there. So Marvel scooped it up. That's why the whole, it was, he was even made to begin with so they could steal that name. Well, I feel like it's going to be awkward in this film when somebody says, well, what's your name? And he can't say his own name because he'll turn back into Billy Batson. Ooh, well, no, if you actually your, your man, Jeff, I think it's Jeff Johns. I read an article on that. Jeff Johns has made it in the comic book. They've made it where when he says his name, like my name is Shazam, it, the bolt doesn't change him. But if he see, he's got to say it with gusto and like Shazam, he kind of calls for it. it. Right? He's got exactly that's the name. He's got to call for it. So yeah, they've addressed that in the comic book because of that. So I read that article like a couple of weeks ago. Jeff Johns thinks of everything. He does. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Johns. But you know what? Uh, back to the movie news, though. Did you almost see who uh, was the big rumor to be here? Uh, Wolverine. I think I just ruined it for you. You buried just the ruined it. Yeah. Go ahead. Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. That was yeah. just, he teased. He was joking. He was joking. But you know what though? I'll be honest with you. After I, you know, after the original, oh, you gotta be kidding. I started thinking about it. You know, he's kind of short. You know, he's kind of. Kind of hairy. Short. Kind of hairy. You can put like hairy. A, You could probably put a little, uh, Wait on him, get some build him up a little bit. He probably wouldn't be a bad Wolverine. No. He I would. want my next Wolverine to be short. I think, uh, I think, uh, Hugh Jackman was like, what, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and Wolverine's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so, I'd like my Wolverine to be a little bit more shorter next time. Well, well there you go. Uh, speaking. So, with that being said, who do you think could, uh, play the Wolverine? I mean, uh, What's y'all's top three uh, candidates? Hey, come up with something with that. How about you ask us before we start the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to have to prep for, for this. Jesus Throw Christ. it out there for next week. Throw next it out there week. for next. Top three oh, next week. Okay. Things. All right. Next That'll week. Give us, it's time to research. <laughs> Just kind of contemplated a little bit. Well, talking about research and contemplating uh, fantastic heroes. Uh, it feels like, uh, you know, the, the Netflix Marvel Universe is going away, and, and it's like the Jean Grey rises from the grave uh, as a phoenix here. Uh, Hulu is green, green lighting four animated series based on some fantastic Marvel characters. Oh my god, I read this. Uh, Tigra and Dazzler, a buddy, a buddy, uh, superhero, female superhero. Uh, which I, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Modoc. I mean, who doesn't want to see Modoc killing it on the little screen? Uh, Hit Monkey, who I don't know anything about Hit Monkey. I've never heard of it's some Japanese thing, is what I hear. And, uh, Howard the Duck. And then they, yeah, all, that's the one. And then they right. all come together <laughs> to form the, uh, the new Defenders or something like that. No, the Offenders. Aha. You see what they ah, did there? I see. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you said this when you started talking about this, Brad, but these are all adult animated series. Yeah, adult be animated. Yeah. Very, very Adult sexy. animated. They're going to be a rated R. And so it's going to have Beverly and Howard doing it, we think? Well, Howard the Duck, I can, can you guess what these stories are going to be about? Because they're being written by Kevin Smith. So, 
I mean, it's going to be a lot of marijuana humor, yeah. you know, 90s humor. I mean, hmm. I, I like Kevin Smith. I like him a lot, but his writing has kind of gotten a little stale. And one, he's got a one-trick pony. It's well, like the Cheech and Chong of the 90s. I mean, I'm sure Ouch. he appreciates that. Ouch, is right. Uh, well, but, I mean, I do like, I do like Kevin Smith, but it's like, I, I, sometimes I want to say, put down the marijuana a little bit, yeah. get a little... You're a little uh, cleaned out, and I bet you could write some good stuff. But oh, well, there you go. That's good advice. Me. Kevin, if you're out there listening, fellow podcaster, that's good <laughs> advice from Podman Ron, Instagram, um, the Podman. Really Tell like us Kevin what you think. Smith, no, yeah, don't backtrack. Stand up for what you no, believe. No, I'm not backtracking. I really do I like really him. like him. I'm just going to totally <laughs> slam his, his ability. I'm not. Just giving him a little friendly him. advice on how to be more productive. That's all. I just, I just think that. <laughs> stuff has gotten a little tired. I yeah. mean, it's better than any of my stuff because I don't have anything. But yeah, we always got said. reruns. Not by much. Not that much. <laughs> I mean, most Whenever of my I get my my pilot. When most of my scripts well, involve sixty-year-old uh, men having sex with twenty-year-olds, but yeah, his stuff is so hackney. <laughs> yeah. In a, few year, in a few years, Ron's script is going to suddenly be 70 year olds getting. <laughs> getting old but they all stay 20. Gotta... That's the beautiful thing about it. They all stay 20. Just like, uh, Matthew Modine. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, as Netflix says to, yeah. goodbye to stuff, maybe Hulu's going to save them. And then there's, well, you know, again, this is the thing that pisses well, me off I mean, about the internet. Is it's it, only being picked up by Hulu because Disney's fun. not going to put rated rated right, R right. stuff on there. So now, anyway. did you read the other article though? Like later today about uh, Hulu? Yeah, about the Hulu stuff. Ugh. Because whoever the executive is that put this together, they were interviewing him. I, that's what's why I don't even either. I don't remember the name because I've never heard it before. It actually didn't list it in the article, but he was quoted as saying, "You know, well, you know." Uh, it takes money to to attract more properties, and and us putting faith in these properties, basic. And I'm totally paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. But us putting faith in these properties, uh, you know, hopefully it'll give us a chance at other properties, and potentially what he, the wink wink yeah, was <laughs> season four of Daredevil and and everything else. Yeah, sure. So because Daredevil wouldn't necessarily fit on Disney Plus either. Right. So if they if they're making this commitment to Marvel to do the more mature stuff, then maybe they got a shot at getting those properties. Yeah. Maybe. So um, the other so again wrapping it back up to Netflix, uh, uh, Brian, you had mentioned something about a uh, Netflix movie coming out, maybe sort of something. Yeah, that was announced today wow. that. Uh, yeah, you know, they've they've been talking for a while that they're shooting a Breaking Bad movie, and everybody's like, "Well, what's it about? Is it a prequel?" You know, Brian Cranston's—they've got you know set photos where Brian Cranston's in character, and and uh, um, uh, Aaron Paul's in character, and so the, the the question is like, "What is this about? What's this story going to be?" And they announced today that it is being made for AMC, but I, and I, I'm, I'm inferring this. I think Netflix was the big purse strings behind it, and Netflix is going to uh, release it first on streaming. Yeah. And the film's going to be set after the Breaking Bad series and focus on Jesse Pinkman. 
yeah. Aaron Paul's character. Yeah. Okay, sure. So, but I, I, I'm assuming that also if it's if it does well, it'll be a you know a back end pilot into a new series. Breaking more bad, yeah. Break, breaking batter. Breaking batter. All good. Um, you know, I did. Uh, we ha- I had some other articles. Just and we'll, we'll, we can save them later if you check us out on on Flipboard. Uh, we had some o- other articles that we can talk about, uh, including one of them about Pogs. I mean, we still haven't done an all Pog episode, so I think that that, that can be good. Uh, but I did flip uh, one uh, article that people I think copied us as we uh, were talking about George Perez. This goes back a few episodes. Uh, and uh, there's an article about there will never be another George Perez. Not that he's dead, people, but just retired. And uh, so, yeah, people are listening to us, and they're copying our stuff, and we're coming after you. Well, apparently nobody's ever heard of Phil Jimenez. Wait, hey, uh, Phil Jimenez is good, but he's not he's, George he's Perez. He's the closest we're ever going to see he's, in this he's generation. He's the closest. Yeah. He's an heir. He's a great – he's a good – Heir to George Perez, but he'll never be George Perez. I want to get a panel of a comic and set it side by side and do the old, you know, Pepsi taste challenge, the the Pepsi taste test challenge, and and see if you can pick the random panel and tell if it's actually George Perez. I think you can, or oh, Phil Jimenez. I think oh, you could. Yeah, absolutely, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of those Wonder Woman books, some of those Wonder Woman books that Phil Jimenez did are indistinguishable from George I Perez. Could, I could tell. Mm. Put, put the challenge up. Let me just say, All right. send me the challenge. We can work okay. on that. We can work I'm on that. A side-by-side comparison, and you tell us, is it George or Phil? George or Phil. Perez or Jimenez? Uh well, I know we want to, we do want to get into a couple of TV reviews, but before we do this, I think we've got some bad news to talk about. So, uh, oh, who died? What, what's the bad, <laughs> what's the bad, who died around who here? Died? What's the bad who news? Died? Albert Finney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some, uh, Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks is what you may remember oh. him from. Uh, I remember him from, uh, early, early 80s. I want to say 81, 82, 83, somewhere like that. Looker and Wolfen. Uh, that I think right when we got cable or something like that, maybe those movies played in solid rotation constantly. And Looker had hot Susan Day on it from you know, our listeners who listened to, uh, our back in December when we, all we did was talk about 70s TV shows. Uh, you see Susan Day from the Partridge family, uh, and I think we saw a little bit of nudity in it, which is probably why I watched it over and over again. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I remember him from. And of course, Big Fish, maybe a little slightly more recent. Well, he was also the butler, uh, James Bond's butler, his Alfred in, uh, Skyfall. Oh. Oh, was that really? Oh, that guy? Huh. That guy? Huh. Well, now I'm upset. Now that, now that does make me sad. Now that does make me sad. He was good in that. Well, well we will, uh, we'll certainly miss him. Rest in peace, Albert, Albert Finney. Finney. 1936 to 2019. Uh, and with that, let's go to the TV, TV reviews. A little bit brighter side of things. TV reviews. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> 
Replied Man Ron, what have you been watching on TV recently? You know what? I have been watching uh, True Detectives Season 3. Oh, now did you watch uh, 1 and 2, Seasons 1 and 2? I did watch Season 1. Season 2, everybody said sucks, so I never watched Season 2. Same here. Um, season 1, I liked until it kind of got weird towards the end and kind of got a little off the track for me, but I really enjoyed Season 3. Um, it's, it feels like a real, a real who done type thing. And, and it's, uh, nanny. a real who nanny that is. <laughs> the story unfolds over three time periods, uh, 1980, 1990, and 2015. And it's, uh, it's really good. It's really cool how the storyline is progressing and everything. You can, uh, the lead character, I can never say his name. He was in Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Mershala Ali. Ali, yeah. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's, he's freaking awesome. And, but actually, of all the stuff I've seen him in, this, he's good in this, don't get me wrong, but this is not his strongest role. Um, he's kind of, I kind of like the guy who plays, uh, his partner in it. Uh, the guy, I can't think of his name. Uh, is it Stephen Dorff? I think it is. Oh yeah, there um, is a Stephen Dorff. I don't know if that's him. Yeah, it's Stephen Dorff, and he's he's fantastic, man. I, he has really, really been really good in this. Um, but I don't know how many episodes. I'm on. It's on. It's on the sixth episode. I, I don't know how many they're going to go with. But uh, it's a really good show. I mean, it's it's. I'm, like I said, I've enjoyed it more than season one. So, all right, good chance I would give this a uh, I'd give this a rating of a four out there. So. Oh gosh, okay, now we're rating TV shows. Jeez, this is yeah. This I'm is right the rating back. the rating cast here. That's right, man. I'm uh, really making a push back to the binary. <laughs> Oh, we, we may strong. we have to vote we may have to vote the binary back in just for simplification really honestly yeah. um, it's either a yes or a no yeah either watch it or don't watch it live your life for all I care oh I've been watching similarly you've been watching True Detective on HBO I've been watching Black Monday on Showtime is there, are you familiar with that At I am all. not crickets well I I have a Comic book tie-in, it stars War Machine, Don War Machine Cheadle himself, uh, along with uh, our other podcast favorite, Paul Shear, uh, and, uh, shit, Regina, uh, Regina, what did I say, Regina Day, whoever, who's in the Shaft movie. That was my callback from the Shaft movie. Anyway, it's about uh, the uh, dark days in the 1980s of a stock market crash, and I'm not... I think it may be based on real story or whatever. It may be completely fictional. Uh, but it, so Don Cheadle is heading up this small uh, stock firm that trades on Wall Street and all this kind of stuff. And he's got a scheme to make a million dollars and all of this. So it has a bunch of uh, oddball characters. But it's, it plays a, a fine line between uh, – uh-oh, did I lose somebody here? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think uh, we may have gotten Podman Ron uh, lost us there. And let me see if I can get Brian back. And I think I've got both of you back now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What happened? All did right. Y'all both get all, nope, did just y'all you. get disconnected? Sorry. Just you. 
so it's about the black money is about stock markets in the eighties. So it's something, Podman Ron, that I think you might actually enjoy. Oh, no, uh, man. So black, pretty good. There's a lot of eighties fashion and uh, a lot of cocaine in it. Yeah, Black Monday huh. was actually October nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that was you do you do no more than I do. Uh, so it's historical stuff too, but it is pretty. Uh, it does have some pretty slapsticky type moments in it, but it's only been I think two, three episodes uh, so far. But it's uh, pretty darn good. It's got me. I'll take it. Brian, uh, any new TV shows for you that you want to recommend? Uh, I'll give it. I, as of right now, I'm going to give it a PMR of five. I can't wait for wow. the next episode. That's a strong PMR rating. Yeah, I. Uh, Watching a few things. I've watched uh, about halfway through Young Justice season three mm-hmm. on the DC Universe app. Oh, that's DC a quality Universe, animated series. Wow. Well, you, Podman Ron, you've not seen any of the new ones, correct? Of which one? Oh, I'm sorry, Young Justice. Oh no, I have not. Are I they good? Either. Well, it's on season three. The first two seasons were on Cartoon Network. They're they're right. both very very good. Season three we're halfway through now on uh, on um, DC Universe. DC. It's this is better than they're not. They're releasing them in batches. They're releasing like four and six episodes at a time. Gotcha. But it's like a twenty five episode season. I mean, yeah, it's a huge cool, huh? season that they they greenlit. But did, uh, did you see yeah. any of them when they were on Cartoon, Ronnie? No, I started the, uh, like, the first, I got to, like, episode four or five, then I kind of lost interest. It was, I mean, it was, I, I haven't seen any of the new stuff, but they were totally solid. I mean, they were really good. Uh, That's what I heard. Really I mean, good. I've heard they were yeah. really good. I don't know why I just, just could never get into them, though. Yeah. Well, and season two is, is, season one's good. Season two is even, I mean, like, that much better because it skips, like, five years. Right. So season two, you pick up, and it's not, you know, everybody's aged, and and now Robin's Nightwing. Yeah. And then they're introducing Tim Drake as the new Robin, and and it's it's very very good. And now you know now it's done like another leap. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, excellent, excellent uh, cartoon. Well, you'll you'll have series. to uh, give us a full. Run I will have to that. give that a yeah. try. You know. <clears throat> But what's that? I watched uh, on the television, although technically I guess it's a movie, but uh, on Netflix. Brad, have you watched uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Uh, I fell asleep in it. My wife continued the adventure. Um, I don't know where she ended up, but she said it was good. Yeah, I fell asleep in the remote control. I don't even, I don't remember. She told me, but I fell asleep in the remote control fell on the floor and she picked it up. That's all I know. So, yeah, I, I do I, intend to finish it, though. I watched it all. I made it through several endings. There's apparently a hidden happy ending. Right. That's out there um, that I did not trigger. So I got to figure out what path to get to that happy ending. But it it was cruising along and you've got this whole sort of, you know, story arc about he's making a video game about this book. um, and it's like, and, and the video game is almost choose your own adventure. You know, it's it's like a uh, a dungeon crawl sort of book, uh, sort of book, and then it's kind of a dungeon crawl sort of video game. And he's programming it, and then suddenly, like that whole thing stops, like dead. 
the video game programming, like none of that's happening anymore. The references to the book stop, and then it really gets into the choose your own adventure, and it's it's like, all right, you choose to, uh, you're dead. All right, go back, and, it, and it'll start <laughs> right. you back, and it's like, and then you choose a couple, and then you're dead again. And so it gets it gets wonky. It's like the they couldn't wrangle both. They couldn't keep the story going in a tangible, like sensical sense to keep you invested on what's actually happening with the story once the real choose your own adventure stuff started. So it it's almost like you've got two totally different experiences uh when you're watching it. But once you really start making choices, it 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 takes it takes you out of it. And then it gets there's one storyline that gets super meta. Um interesting. So I'll have to have uh, you have you played around with it at all, Ronnie? No, not at all. Okay, well there we we, we need to uh all take different paths one sometime and uh Yeah, I'll I'll try that. That sounds really cool actually. But it's long. I didn't I think it's long. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know it was something you could do like that. Yes, yeah, just like one of the choose your own adventure books when you were a kid. That's yeah, very watching cool. the movie. Yeah. So Bandersnatch, uh watch that. Um Something that's coming out this Friday that's probably worth a discussion. Brad on Netflix, you, have you seen the uh, the trailers for it? Uh, I don't know. What is it? Umbrella Academy. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I knew something was. Uh, kind of, yeah, I'll take I'll take a look at it. I don't know anything about the book, so. Uh, yeah, I've never read any of the books either. Well, they've only done. They're on the third miniseries now. <laughs> The, uh, so the first mini series came out like in 08. I mean, it's, it's old. The first mini series was very, very good. Like, and, and it's basically, it's almost like an emo version of the X-Men. It's all these kids. They were, they were put together. They were all born on the same day. They've all got different powers or they were, they're savants or, or whatever. And, um, they all, grow up and they all go on these wild like kind of cosmic fantastic four kind of adventures as kids and now they're like middle-aged right or they're in their their 30s and stuff and this stuff's a heck of a lot bleaker yeah but the uh the first story arc was very very strong and then the second story arc was kind of like a prequel and i remember not just not caring for it like very much at all and now we're in this third story arc, and I've stopped reading. Like I want to read, uh, like because it's it's too much. It's, it's too, too dense. Much. It's like reading a Grant Morrison book. Yeah, you almost need to read it in one sitting, you know, yeah. to get it. Like because there's too much stuff happening. Um, but yeah, the if this follows the first season, this or the first uh, story arc, right. the be okay. season one should be. Yeah, season one should be great. My question is, what happens after season one? So, because there's only, yeah, they're, they're only made 18 issues of this book or something like that. So, you know, how the hell are they going to have anything more than 18 episodes of this series? All right, so. we'll find out. But, and uh, that's coming out Friday, you said, on Netflix. Yep, okay. it's Friday the 15th. All right, we'll try, try to watch that. I've been trying to watch uh, uh, Russian Doll on Netflix. I watched a few episodes, and I'm... I've kind of half-assed watched it, so I want to go back and maybe try to pay a little bit more attention to it. 
Uh, but it's supposed to be a pretty good time travel dramedy type thing. Something about time travel. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not a huge fan. Natasha Leon. Leon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, can't really stand her uh, voice too much, but uh, well, well, I'm a sucker for good time travel stuff. Well, and back, just on still the Netflix thing, the, uh, there was an announcement last week uh, that Sandra Bullock had signed on to star in Mark Millar's Reborn. So it'll be the first movie from the Millarverse um, Netflix deal, right? Oh, okay, yep. And then this week they announced that they're doing uh, Jupiter Ascending yeah. with Josh DeBell. So that'll be the second Millar. So they're really starting to ramp up the Millarverse stuff. The Millarverse there is because, yeah, Netflix is going to get some uh, nerdy stuff in there to uh, prepare for uh, the other streaming services that are going to be launching later this year and stealing some of their content back. So Well, and on that note – Probably the best book, the best comic I've read in the past year is Magic Order by Mark Millar. Oh. Have either of you heard of this? No, not yep. at all. What is that? Yep. So it's the first comic that was produced after the Millarverse or after the Netflix deal. And it's actually published by Netflix. So Netflix has published a comic. Um. I think it's being released through Dark Horse, but it's the the imprint, the imprint is Netflix, and that book is solid. Uh, it's a six issue arc, and that's what Millar's been kind of doing. He, he'll do like a six. So like with Kick Ass, he did a six issue arc, and then he handed it off to another creator, and they did a six six issue arc. Same thing with with Hit Girl, right? So this uh, Magic Order, the first six issues. The, the last of the six, of the first six issue, issue story arc launched, hit today. I was reading it right before we got on the, uh, got on the podcast, but that is a solid book. It's basically, uh, Harry Potter, but they're all grown up. It's R rated and like shit gets nuts. Uh, it is very, very good. So, right. And what, what's the, what's the name of it? What's Magic Order. Magic Order. Uh, is it a graphic novel? Well, I mean, it's no, it's there's it's issues. I mean, it'll be it'll, oh, they'll okay. do a collected edition. But I'd be willing to bet if you went on Comicsology, since the last issue of the of the R came out today, they probably have the other issues on discount. <laughs> so very good. And and the end of issue the issue five, like it is tremendous issue five like it takes a complete curve like so wow all right it's a huge shock in in issue five so very very good all right man ron i think uh i think you'll have to check that out i went ahead and read reborn um because of the announcement of uh the film that being the first netflix film so Reborn. reborn was very good too all right. Well, um, uh, some solid things to look forward a, to. I'm not a big Mark Millar fan, so yeah. give him a shot. I like Mark. And, uh, You'd lo- you'll love uh, Magic Order. So I mean, that, I'll give that a shot. That sounds interesting. I, w- I wouldn't mind reading that. Well, I was gonna say, and Brian, you uh, 
I'm sure you've heard of this, that Michelle Yeoh is getting her own Star Trek series. Yo. 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 Sounds good. I have heard this. There's also star, uh, maybe a talk of a uh, kids-oriented Star Trek uh, series on uh, Nickelodeon. Well, there's also because what other Star Trek? All, all of a sudden, man, I'm holding on to my Star Star Trek figures now because Star Trek's making a comeback. Yeah, now they're finally. making an, an adult animated Star Trek TV show called Lower Decks. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, this sounds. They've talked about this before, right? This Somebody sounds has. like that that um, yeah, Seth Star Green, Wars Star, Star Wars, Wars detours pitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's gonna be, it's another show on CBS Access, and it's supposed to be called, uh, uh it's in, uh, Star Trek animated. Nights. Star Trek Below Decks, or Beneath the Decks, or Under Decks, or something like that. Star like, Trek like After Dark. After Dark. I mean, how retarded is that? Or silly is that? I'm sorry. Yes. I'm just say I don't that. Know if don't want, to Don't want to offend anybody, but that is that is just such a stupid idea. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure even it's crazy just going to be a comedy show. I mean, I'm sure it's probably going to be uh, Seth Green and Matthew, what is it, Sendenreich or whatever. But I will say this: that I like the fact that even though I'm not really a big Michelle Yeoh fan, I just never have been. I like the fact that the way they're branching Star Trek out. Is instead of having them on, you know, another starship going into space, the they're actually thing. branch doing the same thing. They're actually trying, you know, the Michelle Yeoh one is about the Section Thirty One, the uh, the secret uh, Starfleet organization, and, uh, and then, cops. right, exactly. And God only knows what the Picard shows about. I guess <laughs> we we keep guessing, but we don't really know. You, you, you theorize, but we don't know yet. His brother passed they away suddenly, and John Luke called in, called <laughs> in to ago. take over their family vineyard. In the that's, South already that's already happened. And, uh, and, uh, and, they're going to explain why he has a, a British accent, even though he lives, <laughs> he was grew up in France. <laughs> So, what happens, man? It'll be good. All right. So it sounds like we. It sounds like we pretty much have uh, maybe next episode we can do an all Star Trek episode. What's well, you know what's interesting is because that that was that was the signal to wrap up. uh, Well, just a a a, a thought. You know, the yin and yang of Star Trek, Star Wars, as Star Wars is on the is on the the wax. Star Trek is on you know. Yeah, you can't have both. Yeah, you can't have both. Like so, as people get pissed off with Star Wars, they glom back to Star Trek. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed out though with Star Wars because I, I really think that uh, people are not just giving it a chance anymore. They're just, just really just ready, just uh, quick to jump on it and beat it to death. So. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, so we, we're going to watch Umbrella Good Academy. Point, Ron. 
That that was a fantastic. That was a. I mean, that's that's a real. You're getting real with people. I think that's true because I still contend that Solo was uh, like one of the better Star Trek, Star Wars movies, Freudian slip. Star Wars movies. Oh, I hated that, that movie. That was, that was a god awful movie. I, I thought it was. I think it. No, it, no, it was. It was actually. I did like it too. I mean. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of not so heavy or anything like that. Yeah. And it was just kind of a, a fun kids movie is how I would classify it, which is what Star Wars was when we were kids. It was just a, a stupid fucking kids movie with a couple of Muppets running around. But everybody wants to make it this giant trade of taxes and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, just make it a fun little movie for kids. There's a... Uh a video. I need to. I didn't just send it to you guys, but it's basically this guy is pitching Lucas pitching the uh, the Phantom Menace. Oh God! Like, I want to make a movie, but this time I'm going to make the Star Wars movie for kids. <laughs> and he goes, "So what are you going to start with?" Well, it's all going to start with uh, the politics of the uh, the Republic and <laughs> the taxation of trade routes. Like, <laughs> kids love politics, so. <laughs> But he, he breaks it all down, like uh, literally, like he overanalyzes the whole thing. But it's really good. So That's pretty much what he did in the first movie, overanalyzed everything, every little thing. All right, well, very good. So, uh, do we have any movies? I may go see the Lego Movie too this weekend. Oh, I saw the Lego Movie too yeah. last weekend. I know. Well, I'm. If I see, I've, I see about four movies a year, so this is kind of a big deal for me, Brian. I mean, don't kind of don't shit on me too much. I mean, good lord. Uh, so maybe we can both review that because I don't think we. There you go. I don't think Sounds good to me. That. All right. So look forward to that Lego Movie Two review. But until next time, Brian. What? Oh. What? We want to bring what? back the pod minis. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm going to take my kids to go see it. No. I don't, I don't know if we're quite ready for the pod minis again. All right. Oh, come on. Let's bring back the pod minis. We'll see. That's a, we'll train, see. That's, a, that's a great train wreck. That's a train wreck waiting to happen. But until next time. Save it for the podcast.